Hello, ladies. This is the Adorno Podcast, and I'm your host, Julie Charles, and we're doing something a little different today. The guys from the other Grace Community Church podcast, in all seriosity, are joining us. Matt Mizak and Pat Fueling are here at the table. Pat and I are going to be asking Matt some questions to get to know him a little. Matt is our pastor of children and student ministries here at GCC, so welcome to you guys. Thanks. Great to be here, Julie. Hello. Well, Julie, uh, we got a few questions for Matt, so what we can, well, hopefully we'll do today is let the listeners get a little bit more of an insight into who he is and uh, how this podcast came about, and so... I'll turn it over to you with the first question. All right. Well, the first one, when you guys interviewed me, you asked me kind of the birth story of my podcast. So I'm interested to know the birth story of this one. How did this podcast come to be? Julie, uh, truthfully, I don't really know how the podcast came uh, into existence. It just kind of happened. But uh, for me, what went behind it was um, podcasts are something that I've really been influenced by over the last really the last two years, um, and I had a desire to uh, speak about topics maybe that are not necessarily things that we would address on a Sunday morning, uh, either in youth group or just in service, um, and so a desire to go beyond uh, the things that we would usually talk about and to maybe even just raise questions that even if we didn't agree with them, we just got to b- talk about them and have a little discussion about um, so I think that was for me what really started it was just the desire to ask the things that maybe we don't usually ask uh, in order to maybe expand people's thought processes or really just to edify people in their relationship with Jesus um, about topics that sometimes go under the radar. So, Yeah, and I think for, for me, it was <laughs> similar to Matt. I, I love podcasts as well, and, and I've been informed in a lot of different ways many different podcasts and I've always wanted to have a forum where we could discuss questions that maybe as Matt said you don't talk about on a Sunday morning potentially or maybe there's things with worldview or just things that are going on in the church uh, or sometimes maybe even just off the wall questions which we really haven't got into yet but you know it's one of those things where to have the freedom to be able to answer questions that maybe are on people's minds um, is something that just excited me and Matt and I've been talking about this for I don't know a few months now and after a while, we said, let's just do it, and lo and behold, it happened. And so the uh, the hardest part, honestly, was uh, trying to come up with the name, which <laughs> um, people probably wonder why we call it In All Seriosity. So it was kind of a, 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 a joke, because I would always say In All Seriosity, and everyone would complain and say, that's not a word, and I would point them to the dictionary, <laughs> and I would point them back to the dictionary, as Matt has not done yet. And you would find it is actually there. So uh, I want each of you right now to open up a dictionary, <laughs> and you will not find seriosity in there. So, but when you do find it, then you can come back and uh, tell me how right I am. But anyway, pride aside, it was one of those things that uh, we. It was part of this podcast in terms of we wanted to be serious, but we wanted to have like a a, a not casualness, but just a more of a looseness to it, so that we can have that flexibility to Informal. you know go yeah go in different directions with it. That's great, guys. I love that you said that you were answering the questions uh, that people might have, but I think sometimes a lot of people don't even know what how to ask the question or what question it is, and those questions often lead to more questions. So I think that's great that this gives you a platform to do that. So Matt, question for you. You, you went to Moody after high school, correct? Yep. So after you left Moody and graduated, 
what's something that your perspective on has changed in however many years it's been since you left Moody compared to now? And what do you, I guess, what are the other things you've struggled with that you're, you're kind of processing through? Where's that at right now for you? Yeah, uh, that was about four years ago. I think I graduated. Um, well, I know I graduated. I think oh, I, I graduated about four years ago. Uh, but I think a lot of things have changed in my perspectives since leaving. Um, I really loved my time at Moody and would recommend it very highly. Um, but one of the things I struggled with with Moody was they have a very particular um, set of beliefs and uh, and fair to them you know they hold they hold to them and so a lot of times on certain issues I didn't feel like I got a full range of thinking I got one specific idea and then the other possibilities were um, ignored so since leaving Moody and actually entering into ministry and um, leaving that environment I feel like I've changed a lot but particularly I left Moody as like a full-blown Calvinist, like like as far possibly in that direction as you could be. And it's not necessarily that I, I don't feel that way anymore because I still think a lot of the, the beliefs and the um, thoughts of, of Calvin in particular, but um, just the whole set of theology behind him is true. I think I've learned to embrace the concept of like holding two things that seem to be opposites true. And so even though I would say that God has predestined the people uh, that, will, that will follow him, I also have, am able to hold this concept of, well, each person has a choice at the end of the day. So the holding in the balance two things that maybe seem opposites, I think I've become more comfortable with, uh, and not just with um, Calvinism versus Arminianism, but uh, yeah, I think that I've changed a lot in that. I used to say, like, if you were an Armenian, like, I don't even know if you're a Christian. Like, I mean, I'm ashamed to say it almost, but that was kind of the mindset of a lot of people uh, that I was around at Moody. And I just think that that's not it. What that is, is I think that's putting God in a box that 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 we make. That's just not right. So you're back in school now, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, And what's the name? Fuller. Fuller. Fuller Seminary. Does it sort of have the same thing no. that Moody did? No? No. No, not at all? It's almost exactly the opposite. That's really? why I picked it. So Fuller, if you go on their like doctrinal statement page, it's like you don't even have to scroll, basically. Like it's so short. Um, because what Fuller really wants to do is they have a wide range of faculty that's, that hold a lot of different positions. And they ultimately want to teach you how to think well, not necessarily what to think. Um, and Fuller's one of the, like, it, they're, they're quite renowned for, uh, in, just, in just the seminary environment. But they, they are, like, almost to the point where it makes me uncomfortable being there. But I think that's why I should be there is because I, I need to be open more to certain perspectives, even if I don't hold to them. Just to understand, because I think really, I think all of us would say maybe the world is lacking that, like, understanding a different point of view rather than just, like, holding fast to what you believe. Um, so I think that's why I'm supposed to be there and why I actually decided to go there in the first place is because uh, I really wanted that that different level of engagement that, um, yeah, was more broad, I guess. 
So Matt, does that help you? Does it helps you think more clearly maybe, or just helps you think about issues maybe from different perspectives? Is that at the end of the day helped solidify your core beliefs by doing that? Or do you feel that it's done the opposite in some ways? Uh, I think both. Um, I think there are certain things that uh, I would have, I believe now maybe that I never would have thought would have ever believed uh, back at Moody maybe specifically. But at the same time, yeah, when you do more research into things from maybe a broader perspective, at the end of the day, I think ultimately you want to find out what is true and not necessarily like just throwing away everything you you used to think. Um, but ultimately some things I like, there's no way that I can say, I know going back to that, that Calvinism, Arminianism example, like there's no way that I can look in scripture and say that um, the hand of God is not in every aspect of my life. Like, I just can't say that. Um, so I don't want to throw that out. But then I read like the next page and it talks about, um, you know, uh, our, our ability and our responsibility to choose a relationship with God. And it's like, I don't know, these things don't go together, but they have to because they're both true. Interesting. What, what drove you into full-time Christian ministry? You know, what, what, where, was the, where, where, where was that choice made? Uh, it was about my junior year of high school. Uh, my life was really kind of profoundly shaped by a really close friend of mine who at that time was my youth pastor, uh, his name's Devin Dunn, and he'll hopefully be on a show in the future. But he went to Moody as well, and he became my youth pastor uh, partway through my high school life. And seeing the effect that he had on me, but not only me, but like so many other people, and just his desire and his his, his love for Jesus was... Um, radiating I guess and it got to the point where he um, almost not like forced me but basically said like you have this you have this calling from God on your life and I don't know I even think I realized it at the moment um, but he saw that in me um, and really challenged me like you need to think about this and what was cool about Devin is he he's kind of the person that really like really frustrates me like he put me in situations where I didn't like to be in specifically so that I could see something different in myself he he made me uh share my testimony at a a prison in Trinidad and like knowing that I didn't like people looking at me and knowing that I didn't like speaking just in general like in a public setting and um kind of forced me to do that and and then when I got home from that trip, uh, Moody, a letter from Moody acceptance was, was sitting in my mailbox. And so it's just cool. He, he really is the reason I think I'm doing the job that I'm doing today, um, is because of him. So that's great to hear. It sounds like, uh, yeah, you've had opportunities with different individuals throughout your life and is whether it be in high school with Devin or at Moody and maybe now even at Fuller. It's just really helped you expand you know, your, your horizons a little bit and, uh, and helped you think more because Christianity obviously is true, uh, but there's so many questions about it. And to be able to have you know, different arguments and different things coming at you, uh, when you have people that are there to help kind of push you along in a, in a way that uh, helps you, you know, kind of decipher that better, uh, it just makes your, uh, your relationship with the Lord that much stronger, but it also makes your effect on other people. Uh, that much better as well too. So that's great to hear. 
So Matt, right now you're the pastor of children and student ministries here at GCC. What gives you the most satisfaction about your job? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Well, I was gonna. I was trying to think of a joke about uh, your girls like hanging on me or asking for a lollipop. Oh my or word! Like that. Uh, the Charles but... girls would just leave me alone. It'd be a lot better. <laughs> no, I think seriously, what's been cool about my job and what I really enjoy um, about what I do is seeing students who, particularly, maybe have grown up in the church um, and are familiar with a lot of the. The Bible and different things. Um, I like seeing those people make the transition from this is something my parents make us come to, uh, or this is something that even I know a lot of answers about, um, to, oh man, like I, I, I want to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. Um, and so that's been really cool. I've gotten to experience that a little bit, um, but I love taking students again, like in in our church, we have a lot of friends that come to our youth group and a lot of kids that have never, like, they don't know what a Bible is. And um, it's really cool seeing the, the, the people like that, that have never, like, they don't know who Jesus is and maybe they never would have, um, but a friend invited them and, and now they get to know a little bit about, about who Jesus is. And uh, even if, that's the last time I see him. It's just a really cool time to be able to, again, like we just talked about, like open up to different perspectives and to different worldviews and from people that have grown up in different circumstances to allow them to be able to see who Jesus is. is just really cool. So. so Matt, is there a turning point in your life of something major that's happened that you look back now and you either smile about it or maybe it makes you cry or you're sad? Is there one moment in your life that, Makes you feel that way. Um, yeah. I I don't know if there's like a specific, like a a momentary thing, but um, when I left high school, um, I think I've talked about this with on a Sunday morning or something like that. But when I left high school, I was not in a good place, um, spiritually or really emotionally. My I was going through a tough time of depression and just you know, feeling really purposeless in life and just kind of going through the motions. And um, when I went to Moody, I was still kind of dealing with all that. Um, but I got out of a lot of the situations that I was in. I mean, I, I moved states and wasn't involved in some of the situations that were causing the things that I was going through. Um, but then uh, I got involved in a group of friends that you know, to this day, I still talk with and just were incredible people, um, but really were like just fun. I know, I know that sounds weird, but like just really fun people and the things that we did, um, you know, at Moody were like the things that I still smile about and still, you know, just crack up when I think about. And these are people that I still get together with all the time. Uh, we do a guy's trip once a year and um, it's just, it was that kind of environment and friendship with people that really cared about me but also were really like serious about what it means to follow Jesus and do that in community and do that when it's messy and call me out when I'm being just a 
a word that I'm not going to say and um, encourage me when I do something well and just kind of had those those rights and those privileges to say, hey, you're being a jerk here or um, stuff like that. Uh, that was really, I think, a turning point just for me, like, I think just like as a person, um, just to rediscover a little bit about joy and uh, yeah, so. Oh, that's awesome. It's great to hear. So uh, you and Kara are soon to be parents and have a uh, child on the way. Congratulations. Yes, thanks. So how do you feel about that? What's that? It's your first first child, and uh, obviously you can bring a whole range of emotions, but uh, how are you feeling about that? Uh, terrified. <laughs> excited. Uh, inadequate. Um, yeah, all of the above. So uh, we're really excited. Um, it, yeah, we're we're super excited, but at the same time, it comes with oh, these three things need to get done, and it's not. Uh, there's only five months left till April, and um, yeah, all these different things. And so I think as we get closer to that time, it'll get I think more exciting. But maybe right now it's a little bit nerve wracking. Uh, I think that's probably normal, as you guys can probably tell me. But like. Yeah, we're super excited, and um, I really like want to be a dad, even though it terrifies me. Uh, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love your heart, Matt, and from knowing you for since you were fifteen, uh, you just seeing and knowing who you are as a and what you, how you've grown up as a man, and just your your demeanor and just how much you love Jesus and. I, I just I'm so looking forward to seeing you and Kara experience experience what parenthood is because I know you're gonna both be great at it and and all those emotions are normal. We all Julie and I, uh, you know, all appropriate. We've all felt those same emotions <laughs> at different times and still, and still do. do. Yeah, <laughs> still do. It never goes away. Yeah. So nope. that's for sure. Yeah. All right, Matt. What do you see is the biggest challenge of that the church faces today? As in the big big C church, the American church, not not necessarily the GCC. Yeah. Itself. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I think there's like too many to list. Um, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but I think the church right now, coming specifically out of COVID, and we're still in the middle of it, but but hoping to come out of it is like uh, people are reestablishing what's important to them, and for a lot of people. Um, Jesus maybe has become not important or maybe people it's always been that way but people have realized oh wait this doesn't actually matter as much to me as I thought it was or thought it did um so I think right now the church is seeing a an end to cultural christianity um which in my opinion is one of the greatest things that will come will happen uh is like almost a refining of the church. Um, but I think with that, you're going to see like the, th the, the thing, the church will be smaller in number, uh, which will also mean it'll lose a lot of power and influence uh, in the culture, which I think is good. Um, personally, I know Pat and I have talked about this, like just at breakfast and stuff. Like, I don't think it's a good thing when the church has power um, over the history of the world. <laughs> Uh, bad things have happened when the church has had power, and the church has been corrupted by power. Um, 
So seeing the church lose a lot of its power in America can be uh, like difficult for people um, to accept, and it can be something that people really want to hold on to because maybe that was how things used to be. But I don't think it has to be, and I don't think it should be. Um, and I think where the maybe when the church loses its power, I think it'll regain its ability to follow Jesus more wholeheartedly um, in a way that isn't concerned about pushing a political agenda, but is about just being salt and light in a world that, that needs it. Um, and maybe we're less concerned about attendance numbers and more concerned about the growth and in people's hearts that's happening and um yeah so i think i think that's a challenge that the church is facing is just like they're losing power and some churches really want to hold on to that and some churches maybe don't um but that balance of 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 things is going to be really interesting i think going forward well definitely definitely a lot of challenges um just in the time we're in and the world we're at right now for sure so well, Matt, we're almost at the end. Let's uh, lighten things up a little bit with some rapid-fire questions for you. All right. So, are you a dog person or a cat person? A dog. Uh, cats are gross. Good, good answer. Good answer. Uh, no. We have a golden retriever who's crazy but awesome, and yeah, dogs are awesome. I tend to agree. All right, Netflix or YouTube? Uh, Netflix, I think. Um, yeah, I don't really <laughs> watch a whole lot of YouTube, uh, so I guess Netflix, but yeah. Are you a person that likes big parties or small, intimate gatherings? You know the answer to that. You know the answer, but your listeners don't. I am <laughs> as much of an introvert as you can get, and I, when I have a big thing coming up, it just I don't want to go, and it really drains me just completely. Uh, so it makes my job kind of difficult, actually, but I'm a hardcore introvert. What is your favorite team? Like sports team? Any sport. Uh, Arsenal. Uh, football club in London. Uh, it's not American football. No. By the way. Yeah, it's the proper football. Um, <laughs> the proper term of football. But yeah, uh, yeah, I I root for the Detroit teams and for Michigan uh, football and basketball. But uh, Arsenal is probably the highest priority. So nice. So Matt, you are a golfer, and unfortunately, yeah. you beat me every time you play golf. But uh, if you had to pick, what's your favorite, driving or putting? I'm I'm better at driving. But actually, yeah, probably driving because like hitting a five footer is the most terrifying thing in the world. Uh, so driving, yeah. Actually, it's neither. I really, it's neither. I, I'd rather hit a seven iron from a hundred sixty yards out than hit a drive all day. So I'd rather see you miss a five foot putt, but that's another <laughs> story for another day. Uh, TV or a book. I really like both. Um, I think I want to like books more, but I like TV more. Uh, I, I read a lot, but there's something about a, a TV show or a, a series episode that just wraps it, wraps me up. So, yeah, something about uh, binge watching shows that yeah. just kind of yeah. sucks you in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know the answer to this question too, Matt. But would you love to be uh, outside on a nice sunny day or inside because it's raining? Yeah, like forty and cloudy is just like perfect. <laughs> so Seattle or London, that would be great. That's funny. All right, Office fans, are you a Michael Scott or a Dwight Schrute? Like both. I mean, they're both just incredible. Michael, I think, 
has to be one of the, like the greatest characters of just TV history. Um, <laughs> but there's something about Dwight and Jim, just their relationship, uh, that mm-hmm. that cracks me up every time. So both, I guess. Thank you guys for joining us. And for you listeners, if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to pass along, or if there's a specific topic that you'd like us to talk about, please email us at adornopodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time at the table.